Adam Pengilly, good morning. Morning, Jared. Morning, boys. Uh, now, the expressway, what doing? How many noms? Uh, a little four. Thin. Yeah, very, very thin. Only four nominations taken yesterday. They've been extended to 11 a.m. this morning. I think Joe Pride's going to run Maramia, sorry. So they'll make it five. But at this stage, it is only very, very skinny and a little bit embarrassing, it must be said, for the first Group 2 race of the year in Sydney. So, But having said that, I, I did do a little search, Jared, yesterday to look at the history of the race. And it's not uncommon for this race to have small fields. And I'll just go through it very quickly, like... Last year, Overpass won the race, only seven runners. In 2021, Savasiano, six. Standout in 2027. Elise won in 2019, it was five. And then the three years before that, we only had six runners. So in the last six or seven years, we haven't had a field of more than seven runners in the expressway stakes. And I suppose it just goes to show that it's pretty hard for trainers to turn around their horses from the spring to get them ready for, for the autumn and to kick off in a Group 2 race in, in late January. And we've been talking about races like the Cox Plate, pushing back into mid to late November potentially and just shortens that gap again, doesn't it, between the spring and the autumn. So, yeah, not a great set of nominations. It must be said there yesterday. Let's hope we can get a few more that, that come late to the party today, but we're having a very small field in the expressway stakes there on Saturday. She's Extreme was back at the trials yesterday. Adam, how'd she go? Yeah, she was good, Clarky. Had a pretty important set of trials there yesterday at Randwick, and she went round in the first trial, which is a group trial uh, on the course probably with Cote. Joyful Fortune, a horse that ran the Everest last year as well as rocketing by Osipenko. But I thought Sheik Extreme hit the line relatively nicely under Tommy Berry there, just led close to the line in seventh spot, just a few lengths behind the winner. And she's one of the most durable, I suppose, and adaptive horses we've got in the country at the moment. So obviously winning the VRC Oaks last spring, you don't want me to bring that up again and do your laws. Probably no, not, not, a great, not, a, not a great time to bring it up. But anyway, um, she'll be targeting some races, obviously, up here in the autumn. And you'd imagine she's going to relish those, those wet track conditions we usually get in the autumn. So, yep, she looks like she's back in good order. And, Ready for a big autumn carnival. Let's add some more Group 1s to her resume. Well, Foxy did get injured, to be fair, in that and race in the Oaks. And good, some good news. She should be back uh, doing some light work soon. That's fantastic, Loz. Mm. Do you reckon she's any chance of being up there for Queensland? For yes. a Queensland Oaks, maybe? That's yes, the target, that's the target. Yeah, I can, I can just see you taking a week off in, in winter to go up to Queensland to follow her preparation you for the Queensland Oaks. Yeah. What's that? You definitely shouldn't go on your own. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Um, I'll come with. <clears throat> I'll leave you behind. <laughs> Actually, I'll go south. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be hanging with you. Anyway, um, <laughs> mate, what's the latest with these stewards finalising the New South Wales betting inquiries? Um, didn't get a chance to mention this yesterday, boys. I apologise, but uh, Jordan Mallion was the last one that was cleaned up by the stewards on Friday, Friday afternoon last week. He copped a couple of months, so he'll be out of the saddle until I think it's early March. So he obviously was found to be betting on particular races using an account. It wasn't any races he was riding in himself, but I still reckon he's pretty lucky to get away with the two months. I know he cooperated with his stewards and he pleaded guilty and stood himself down from riding and did the right thing. But when you compare it with a guy like Adam Hieronymus, and I'm, I'm not saying the cases are identical because they weren't, because Adam obviously was betting in you know, probably larger amounts and bet on a couple of races that he was riding in or beat on horses only he was riding. But he copped three years initially, reduced to two years and four months. And we've seen a guy like Jordan Mallion get done for only two months. So I'm not quite sure how he arrived at the disparity between the two sentences there. But uh, thankfully for the stewards, they've got those inquiries all finalised and we're just waiting for a date for Tommy Berry's appeal now. And Adam, really sad news. Uh, Kingston Town's owner, David Haynes, passed away. Yeah, terrible news, Jared. Obviously lived a, lived a great life. And what a legacy he leaves in Australian horse, race, horse racing and breeding. And obviously 
he was always been remembered for his for his famous horse Kingston Town, who won the, the the Cox Plate three times, and just one of the champions of the Australian turf. Some people still say he's the best horse I've ever seen on the Australian turf. You can even add in Winks and Black Caviar in in more recent times, but. We know he wasn't short of a quid, David Haynes. But you know the one thing I loved most about reading a few of the tributes yesterday was he actually says he gave up work for seven years in the 1960s to do what? What do you reckon he would be tried to do for those seven years? To improve his golf game. <laughs> How good would it be to have money like that just to give up work for seven years just to improve your golf game? I mean, yeah. <laughs> good life. What a great story. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, the condolences go to his family and friends, but uh, he'll forever be... Remembered and enshrined with his famous horse, Kingston Town. Good on you, mate. See you, boys.